you know, I'm, I'm still pretty new to all of this stuff. I'm a fairly new Christian. I'm pretty new to standing up in front of people and sharing stuff. Um, and one of the things I always try to ask God when I'm preparing for something is if he'd give me confirmation, because I'm still totally learning to hear from God, right? And um, he's always so faithful. I wasn't exactly sure what to share tonight, and I had a little bit of time back at the hotel to pray, and, you know, I was, like, waiting for the Technicolor movie where God would show me exactly what would happen, and um, that's, that's my level of faith. But I, I, still, I still tend to get impressions, right? And one of the things I felt that he really impressed on me to share on tonight was the love of God. And then between what Rob was singing and what Pastor Mike was declaring, um, um, I know that what God wants to do tonight is release his love. Because there, there's a scripture that when I got, I got saved about five years ago, I had an encounter with the presence of God in the woods of Montana that changed my life. Um, and I shared a little bit this morning about how the walls of my heart that had been built up for so many years broke down because what, what I felt the presence of God saying to me in the woods in Montana was, I refuse not to love you. From the first time I really encountered the presence of God, it was about his love for me. And, and that, that reached into my heart and it, it helped open my heart and change, change me. And then I got, so I got saved and God put favor on my life. And within about, gosh, Eight months, I think it was, I was over in Africa with a ministry called Fresh Fire, getting to be a part um, of some miracle crusades over there. And I got to see God move really, really powerfully. I got to see blind eyes open. I got to see deaf ears open. I got to see demons cast out. I got to see stuff that completely... I remember standing in this field in Nazareth, Ethiopia. I had gotten to pray for this lady. The tumors on her body disappeared. And I'm staring at my hand. I'm staring at her. I'm staring up. Staring at my hand, and I finally, in my heart, I just said, God, I don't have a grid for this. I don't have a grid for this. And God spoke to my heart, and he said, son, it's time for a new grid. <laughs> so since then, I really started seeking a new grid. I came back to America, and I figured after getting to be over and see the, the fresh, do you guys know Fresh Fire Ministry, Todd Bentley's ministry? These guys, they go into these nations and they, they do these miracle crusades and God shows up and people get healed. People get saved. You get, it's like walking around in the book of Acts. I felt like for 10 days I was walking around in the book of Acts. So I came back to Big Fork, Montana, where I was living at the time, radically on fire for Jesus. I thought, my gosh, I'm going to take little Big Fork, Montana in a week, two weeks tops for Jesus. So I came back and I wasn't seeing the level of results in Big Fork, Montana that I was seeing in that, that I saw in Nazareth, Ethiopia. And part of it was I had to learn things like there I was under the, the, the covering and under the anointing of Todd and fresh fire. And now back in, 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 in Big Fork, God was challenging me to press in and me to develop my spiritual muscles. And one of the scriptures he gave me early on was John 20, 21, which says, as the father has sent me. I also send you. And I remember when I read that scripture, it just like exploded inside of me. And I thought, oh, my goodness, as the father sent Jesus, Jesus sends me. That means just as anointed, just as empowered, just as equipped as is a huge word. Now, in the natural, it looks tiny. It just looks like two little letters. It's a vowel and a consonant. It doesn't look like there's much there. But it's an incredible word because when you realize what as meant means is exactly as the father sent Jesus into the world, he's sending us, right? That's so kingdom. God loves to hide the significant and the seemingly insignificant. So I, when this scripture exploded inside me, I just kind of went on this quest to discover what as was. My goal became, God, make an as out of me. I want to be an as. I want to walk the world as an as. Make me a great big as. 
Sorry, I hope that's okay to say. Um, if not, please excuse it on my American sense of humor. So I just, I got all fired up and decided to go for it all the more. Because I started looking at scriptures. I thought, okay, Lord, start teaching me what that as means. And I started looking at scriptures. And I've written down some of the ones that were highlighted to me early on. Like 1 John 3.8. For this purpose, the Son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. And I talked about this this morning. Where there was that revelation of, oh my gosh, that's what I am. I'm a son of God. And if I'm sent as Jesus was sent, I am a son of God like Jesus was a son of God. And that means I'm just as equipped and just as empowered to destroy every work of darkness everywhere I go. Colossians 2.9, for in him all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. All the fullness of deity. All the fullness of deity. You know, you do a word study on the word all and it means... All, all the fullness of deity, everything that God is dwelt in Jesus in bodily form. And that means it dwells in us in bodily form because the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that very same spirit that overcame all of hell and even death dwells inside of us. So the fullness of deity dwells in me in bodily form. It dwells in you in bodily form. And there was that sense of my gosh, the fullness of deity. I have to let it out everywhere I go. And finally, Luke um, 4.18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. When Jesus began his ministry, he walked into the synagogue and he read that scripture. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. The fullness of deity. The power to destroy every work of darkness everywhere he goes. So there's no discussion. There's no argument. You know, I, I heard Bill Johnson say this once. You walk into a dark room, you flip the light switch, the light comes on. There's no debate. The darkness just leaves. So this became my level of expectation. If I'm sent into the world as God sent Jesus into the world, if Jesus is sending me out that way, if I'm just as much an as, then I started thinking, okay, I need to be walking just like he was walking. And I became hungry. I started praying for all the people I could find who were sick or hurt. I, I at one point, um, people in Big Fork, Montana would see me walking down the street and they'd cross to the other side. I, I began to terrorize my community. If you had a cane or a sling or you were standing in the cold and flu section at the drugstore, they, they, they would see me coming. I'd just, oh my gosh, a cane. Oh my gosh, a walker. Please, let me at you. Let me pray for you. I remember one guy came out of Costco. He's walking into Costco. And this area of Montana, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a remote mountain area. Lots of loggers, lots of really conservative people. And I was just over the top, out of control with Jesus. I see this guy walking in to Costco, and, and he has, a, he has a, a walker. And I said, hey, man, what's going on? What happened? And he tells me about knee, his knees and an operation he had. And I start sharing with him what I'd seen in Africa. And I say, can I pray for you? And he kind of nervously looks at me like, okay. So not even thinking, I drop to my knees. I grab both his knees. I start praying. The Holy Spirit interrupts my prayer and speaks to my heart and says, he thought you meant when you got home. Look at him. I look up at him and this guy is terrified. He's got this stranger grabbing onto his knees, praying for him. He's looking around to see if anybody knows him. So I was a little out of control, but it was just my zeal. It was my level of expectation. And as I was going for it, I was seeing some things happen. I did get to see God move in some powerful ways, but nowhere near what I considered being an as. Nowhere near like what we see when we read the Gospels, when we see Jesus' ministry on earth, or what we see when we read the book of Acts, and we see what Peter and Paul and James and all the guys walked in. 
when we read about even what William Branham and Smith Wigglesworth and, and previous revivalists have walked in. And so I started posturing myself before God and not really knowing how to even do that. Because people would tell me all the time, oh, brother, you got to press in. Just press in. There's more. Press in. I didn't know what that meant. So I'd get in my prayer time and I'd get on my knees and I'd just go. I thought that was pressing in. I thought, well, okay. Yeah. So I, I just, I didn't know what I was doing, but I had this hunger. I had this zeal and way down deep, I had this knowing and this craving that there was more and it's for all of us. So I started saying, God, show me the key. Help me unlock the as. What am I missing? I'm missing something. I'm missing something. I'm limiting you in some way. Show me. Give me the key. Give me another scripture. Help unlock this. And I would posture myself in prayer and I would wait and God would say, I love you. I'd say, yeah, 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 that's great. Thank you. What's the key, God? I love you. I know, I know, God. Yeah, I love you too. What's the key? I love you. I know you love me, but God, what's the key to walking the earth as an ass? Walking the earth as your son? I love you. I know. And then I feel the Holy Spirit saying to me, do you? And it caught me up short. I said, what do you mean? He said, do you know that I love you? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you love me. You love everybody. You told me you refused not to love me. And he started to unravel in me, in this still small voice, this, this desire to know more of what it meant to be loved. And it, it started when he said, do you really want to understand? And I want to be careful when I say when he said, I don't want you to think it's like I heard a booming voice. Now, I'm not saying you don't hear booming voices. I want to hear booming voices. But when I say when he said, it was like this impression inside me, this knowing inside me. Because I don't want you to think, oh, my gosh, that guy hears the audible voice of God. Now, that I'll be honest, that's my level of expectation. My level of expectation is full relationship where I'm going to walk with my father in the garden in the cool of the day every day and meet with him face to face like a man meets with a man and a friend meets with a friend. Right now, I do have that relationship and I'm pressing in for it, but it tends to be very still, small, faint impressions. So when I say he said, don't think, oh, none of this is for me because I'm not hearing audible voices. I'm just saying God made an impression on me and was leading and loving and pulling me in to greater revelation. And what he said is, do you really want to understand how my son was sent? I said, yes, God, I do. Because you said in your word, as you, as, Jesus, as you sent Jesus, Jesus sends me. So I want to understand the as. And I'm thinking there's going to be this, this, this scripture he's going to lead me to that's going to show how to pour the gasoline on the fire. I think it's going to be a key that's going to unlock more power because I'm thinking it's all about power, right? And he takes me in Luke to Luke 3.22. And this is when Jesus gets, he, he gets baptized by John the Baptist. He comes up out of the water. The Holy Spirit descends upon him. And then he's about to be launched out into his ministry on earth, which again is our model for ministry on earth. And this is how he's sent. With the Father's declaration in Luke 3.22, it says, And a voice from heaven said, You are my beloved son, and I am fully pleased with you. And all of a sudden, this thing exploded in me. And I realized every time I was saying, God, show me the key, show me the key. And I'm hearing him in my spirit saying, I love you. He's trying to show me the key to walking the earth as Jesus did, which is having a revelation of the fullness of his love. That's how Jesus was sent. 
Jesus was sent with a declaration of love, a declaration of complete and total acceptance. God did not say, behold, my miracle worker in whom I'm fully pleased. Behold, my minister in whom I'm fully pleased. Behold, my advancer of the kingdom in whom I'm fully pleased. He said, behold, my beloved son in whom I'm fully pleased. Jesus had such a revelation of the father's love. And yes, Jesus was fully God, but he was also fully man. Jesus was God walking the earth in his man suit. And if you struggle with that, let me share my feeling. If Jesus wasn't fully man, then the covenant doesn't work. Because God came to earth as man to fulfill our half of the covenant because we couldn't do it. So Jesus walked the earth as a man. Just as we walk the earth today. He walked the earth to restore what Adam lost when Adam dropped the ball walking the earth as we are meant to walk the earth today. So he walks the earth in this revelation. He's sent into his ministry with this revelation that he is completely and totally and perfectly accepted and loved. And I believe God wants us to know that we are perfectly, totally, completely accepted and loved. I love taking teams out on the streets. I love getting people fired up about, about prophetic evangelism and power evangelism. But God doesn't love us more because we go. God simply loves us and we go. There's a, such a performance mentality in the church, and I think God wants to break that off of us because once we realize how loved we are, it's really easy to recognize how loved everybody is. And I think that's the key. Jesus had a revelation of how fully loved he was, so everywhere he went, he knew how fully loved everybody else was. He knew how much his father loved him and he knew how much his father loved everyone around him. He knew how much his father wanted to set people free of disease and oppression. You know why God heals? Because he loves. You know why God saves? Because he loves. You know why God delivers? Because he loves. Jesus had a revelation of how he was sent was exactly the same thing as why he was sent. For God so loved the world. And as we get this revelation, it transforms how we walk the earth. I'm still in process. So I have this revelation out of Luke 3.22. God speaks to me. And what rises up in me, usually when I, get these, when I get these little rhema moments, I get really excited. I'm like a kid opening a present on Christmas. When this happened, something in me almost panicked. Because I realized my whole life I've really stunk at receiving and giving love. And, you know, you could say, oh, it's stuff that happened when I, whatever. I mean, it's all just stuff that God wants to deal with and take care of. And so I had to say to God, God, I guess I don't totally understand that you love me. And I don't totally know how to receive that love. And so I had been away in a prayer retreat. And um, during that prayer retreat, I had an encounter with God where the presence of God came into the room. And I had a laundry list. I've, I've, been, I've been wanting and expecting a really radical encounter with God for a while. So I had this kind of laundry list of questions I was going to ask God when he showed up. Because I knew one day he would. So I'm praying. I'm in this, this place called the Upper Room in um, um, Pagosa Springs, Colorado. Just this little getaway place. And I'm, I'm sitting in the chair and I've been reading my Bible. And I'm just sort of praying and talking. And all of a sudden, the, the room fills with the presence of God. And I get up out of my chair thinking, I'm going to walk right over there. And I'm going to read him my list. And I'm going to get me some answers. <laughs> I got about two steps towards the presence. I end up on my knees, on my face, weeping. And as I reach my hands out, I can feel the feet of Jesus. And I just am weeping, saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
I got so touched by how much God loves me and so touched by the revelation of what he's done for me and everyone else that I couldn't do, I couldn't speak. I couldn't ask any questions. I could just weep and say, thank you. And it inspired something in me. From that moment on, my desire became, I want to be God's best friend. I want to just know him. I just want relationship with him. And I would say, God, I want to love you with all my heart, all my strength, all my soul, all my everything. And I want to love others as you love them. And I remember crying out to God once saying, teach me how to do this. And there was this incredible silence. It was, it was equivalent to almost hearing like a no. And I'm thinking, what do you mean? What do you mean you don't want me to love you with all my strength and love others as you love them? And he spoke to my spirit again and he said, because it takes you out of the equation, son. Stop taking yourself out of the equation. And I said, what do you mean? And he pointed out to me that what I wanted to do was radically love God and then love everybody else as God loves them. And the critical, sta- the critical part I had removed, which is, I, he, he said, you need to receive my love. See, how was Jesus sent? With a declaration of God's love over him fully receiving his love. It gave Jesus the, the ability to go into the desert, the time of testing, and, 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 and get through all the tests, all the trials, because he knew how perfectly loved he was. And then he comes out of the desert in power. Jesus wasn't sent in power. He was sent in love, and power was the result of the revelation of the love. So God was saying to me, you need to learn how to receive love, son. And I had to tell him, I, God, I don't know how. You have to help me. You have to help me. I mean, I know how to do it cursory. You know, I know how to smile and I know how to behave and all that. But really, truly, deeply having that revelation of being a beloved son in whom my father is well pleased and perfectly pleased. I didn't know how to receive it. So I said, God, please teach me. That was last Easter. The next Monday, I woke up and I so I went to bed and I was like, I don't know what to do. I wake up the next Monday. And when I wake up, this is hard to describe, but like in my spirit, what I, I, could, I could feel the presence of God in my room when I woke up. And in my spirit, it was almost as if Jesus was sitting on the end of my bed looking at me. And he asked me a question. And again, I felt it in my spirit. He said, will you let me love you today? That was it. Will you let me love you today? And I remember I laid back in my bed. I stretched my arms out and I just thought, yes. And for about 20 minutes, waves of love washed over me. It was better than any cup of coffee I've ever had in the morning. It was incredible. This went on every morning for about two weeks. Just the presence of God would be there when I'd wake up. And waves of his love would wash over me and fill me. And I started understanding how loved I was. Soon after that, whenever I'd go out and share with people and minister, God would often tell me, you know, I was, I was like a fiery shamalama ding dong minister. You know, I was like, you know, and, and occasionally seeing really radical things happen. And I just thought, well, that's how you do it. Right. And after that, God changed how he was having me minister. He would just have me look in people's eyes and say, Jesus loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And I, for the life of me, wouldn't be able to think of a good scripture to pray about healing or a good scripture to pray about deliverance or anything else. I'd just say, he loves you. And I'd walk away thinking, well, good. They know their love. That's great. But God, what about all the power stuff and destroying the works of darkness? And then it would never fail. 
after lunch or after dinner, somebody would come up to me. This happened in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where I got to be part of a fire and glory conference. And there was this young woman who came up and asked for prayer. And I was like, oh, great. And I, I just told her, you know, sorry, I'm in a little bit of a hurry. I have to leave or else they're going to get mad at me. But I want to minister to you. So, yeah, thanks for asking. Jesus yeah. really loves you. Right. It was like, okay, thanks. I got to go or they're going to be mad at me because there's people waiting for me. So I come back from the break. She comes running up to me. Her name was Heidi. She says, Rob, guess what? I said, what? She said, you didn't know it. But when I was 19, I was in a car accident. And my, the vertebrae in my neck was fused. Three, I think she said three. It was three or four vertebrae in my neck refused. And when you looked me in the eye and said, God loves you. Jesus loves you. Something broke loose. And now, look, I can do this. I haven't been able to do this for four years. It's all about God's love. It's all about God's love. A couple days after I arrived here in um, New Zealand, Rob and Lynn and I were having a prayer time. We were praying into the nation and praying into um, this tour and everything. And I went um, into the bedroom where they're in their house where I'm getting to stay. And I just decided to spend a little bit more time with God. And again, you know, I'm just I'm trying to learn what this pressing in stuff means. I'm trying to learn how to develop deeper relationship with God. And I've got a lot of good mentors and I read a lot of good books, but it really comes down to just doing it, you know. And so I would just, I just sat in the bedroom. I was actually sitting on the floor with my back against the bed and I didn't know what to do. So I just had my eyes closed and just quietly in my heart, I was just saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And in my, with my closed eyes, I guess technically you call it a closed eyed vision. I saw Jesus standing in front of me and he looked like I imagine he must've looked when he walked the earth. He was, I don't know, a little less than six feet tall, probably five, eight, five, ten, something like that. He was probably... 15 or so feet away from me and he looked at me and this expectation rose up in me because I've been asking God for an encounter where he would like show me the vision he has for my life right and show me what I'm supposed to be doing because I never really feel like I know and so I had this expectation of oh my gosh this is the moment this is my shore lunch like Peter had this is going to be awesome and I look at him with my eyes closed, my heart turns and I look at him and he says, I love you. <laughs> but something happened when he said it. It was like he stood, I don't know, five, eight, five, ten letters as tall as he was came out of him. An I and it came out and then an L, then an O, then a V, then an E, then a Y, then an O, then a U. As he said, I love you. These, these letters came out of him that were like a substance. And when they hit me, it's like they, they impacted me. And I started very subtly vibrating. Five times he said, I love you. Five times these, these Jesus tall letters came out of him and kind of impacted me. And I just was sort of vibrating a little bit. And then he said it again. But this time they came out very small. They were about this big, a couple inches tall. And they went right into my heart. I-L-O-V-E-Y-O-U. Slowly, each one. And then I looked at him and he said it one last time. I love you. And the little letters came out of his mouth again and they went right into my mind. Now, I believe in rooting all supernatural experience in scripture. So after that happened, I just kind of sat there for a while. And then I said, Lord, what's the scripture on this? I mean, there's lots of scriptures about his declaration of love, but he took me and I'm trying to remember, I didn't write this down in Matthew where he says this, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life, which is it, pastor John 663, 
the words that I speak unto you. And when I read that, and I shared with you guys this morning how I love words and I love plays on words. And when I read the words that I speak unto you, it was like he changed it into the words that I speak into you. They are spirit and they are life. All of this is to say, my message is so simple tonight. I'm a reformed intellectual. When I was in the world, I was like a devout urban bohemian. I was like a postmodern nihilistic deconstructionist. And now I like to stand in front of people and say, hi, my name's Rob. I have a thinking problem. (laughs) Hi, Rob. Welcome. (laughs) But God has set me free of intellectualism. But there's still that little performance thing inside me that thinks, oh, man, I want to bring like really radical revelation that rocks people's world. What I have tonight is a very simple message. It's that Jesus loves us. Our Father in heaven loves us. And he wants us to have this revelation because when we realize how perfectly and completely loved we are, all the works of darkness are destroyed in our life. Every work of darkness that was in my life, it lost its foothold when Jesus told me, I refuse not to love with you. I refuse not to love you. And when gates of hell try to raise up, and contain me again and get me caught up in old mindsets and old behavior patterns. And they do all the time. I had lunch with Pastor Mike today and we were talking. I can't remember. We were laughing about something. And I said, man, one day I'm going to be a pure vessel. One day I'm going to have all my issues sorted out. He said, yep, that's right. Ten minutes after you're dead. <laughs> so I'm still on my way. But when those things rise up. And I seek God and I'm like, God, give me the power to break this free in my life. Give me the power to break it free in somebody else's life. I love you. The power of God is his love. He loves us so much. And I believe what he wants to do tonight is a couple things. One is I believe he wants to impart his love for us. Because when we know how loved we are, it's very easy to love everyone around us. And I believe that God wants to cap off this school that we've had by imparting to whoever wants it a revelation of his love so that we can go out into the streets exactly as Jesus was sent. Now, you don't need to get it from me. There's nothing special about me. It comes from Jesus. You can get it in your seats. If you want to come up and have um, me or Rob or Lynn or the the Bay City team lay hands on you, I know they'd, they'd, they'd be willing to. But God wants to release his love tonight. Not only so that we'll know how loved we are, that we're beloved sons and daughters of the king who are sent out into the earth just as loved, just as accepted, and in that, just as empowered as Jesus was when he walked the earth, but also so that we'll see it for everyone everywhere we go. When I did my very first outreach in Vancouver, British Columbia, it's a really, it's a really impoverished area. Um, in, four, in four blocks there, in Maine and Hastings, the streets there, they contain all their drug addiction, all their prostitution, and all their homeless so that the rest of the city is really nice. And we were going up there on outreach, and we were actually going to live at the Princess Hotel, which was, I don't know the, the nice way to put it, but the slum hotel where everybody lives, right? And where the people who can actually afford a room to like go and shoot up or go and ply their trade um, goes into for an hour. So the whole we called it incarnational evangelism. Well, Patricia and Ron called it that. I called it scary. <laughs> the whole ride up, I'm talking to Patricia going, you know, this is such a great. I'm brand new to the team, so I'm still trying to like act like this is a good idea to me. This is such a great idea. Such a great idea. But, you know. Maybe I'll stay at the Best Western and drive in each day because I don't want to get like cooties. You know, I don't want to get bed bugs. 
And so she says to me, if you want to do that, you can, but you're going to miss the point. You really are. I said, oh, all right. So I, I decide to suck it up and, and go. But the whole way in my heart, I'm having this conversation with God. God, you know how I was raised. You know what I grew up in. I've like been bred to look past these people, step over them and be slightly, you know, offended by their presence. And that's not you, God. Help me. Give me your heart. I cannot tell you guys how violently opposed I was to doing outreach in those areas because all I thought I was going to think about was I'm going to get lice, I'm going to get bed bugs, I'm going to get cooties, there's probably open sores, what if they sneeze on? The most ungodly, unloving thoughts you could have. And so what I did on the way up was finally I just got quiet and I was like, God, give me your heart for these people. And it was the first night on outreach. I met a lady named Bernice at about 2 in the morning sitting on the street. I won't tell you the whole story because we're getting short on time. But long story short, I fell in love with this lady. She was probably in her 60s. She didn't even have shoes. She had a problem with her feet. I got to sit and talk with her and visit her. She became the most important person in the world to me. And God did it just like that. All we have to do is ask him for his heart. But don't make the mistake I made, which was taking yourself out of the equation. Remember to love God, but to let him love you because then it becomes easy to love everybody. So this is what I want to suggest. Um, anyone who would like prayer for this, um, I'd love to um, pray with you quickly, whatever. But um, we want to impart this love to you. We want to impart. And you can, you can sit there in your seat and receive it. I'm going to ask Rob if he'd be willing to play. He plays a song called Outrageous Grace that is the heart of God for us and for everyone. And I believe that even if you just want to posture yourself in your seat and receive, it's going to fall upon you because I really believe God.